is February 9, 2023. My name is Jimmy Van, and this is KYN Live. My guest says she loves talking with her hands. Apparently, she cooks one hell of a Christmas dinner, and she couldn't wait to turn 30. You don't hear that very often. <laughs> she is a published author. She is a podcaster. She is a former and maybe future professional wrestler. We'll see. This is Taylor Hendricks. Taylor, how are you? Very good, Jimmy. Thank you so much for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a pleasure to actually uh, meet you. I, you know, I, We were talking off the air. Taylor used to write for Fightful Magazine. And so every week she would send me the articles and, and we would correspond, but we never actually kind of met face to face. So yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> All right. Well, Let's this is what's going to happen. We're going to talk to KYN7, seven of the top news stories of the week that are stupid, funny, or weird. I'm going to get your reactions, and I'll ask you questions along the way. And guys, get in your Super Chats to get your question or statement right on the air. If you don't want to donate through YouTube or if you can't catch the show live, go to kynchat.com. Leave a question or statement anytime you want, and we will read it on the air. And Taylor, I feel like a broken record saying this. Every week, seven stories, absolutely absurd, completely real, and never ending, never ending. All right. I'm I guys, this is going to be my legit like first reaction because I have no idea what these seven stories <laughs> are. So this will be really funny. And uh, I feel like in 2023, none of these are going to be on my bingo card. So let's go. <laughs> Very possible. And I love it because the other day, remember, you said to me, uh, you said to me on uh, on Twitter, you said, what's the uh, what's the topic? And I said, I, I can't tell you, but uh, it's stupid stuff. So. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. <laughs> All right, let's start with story number seven, recorded by Indy100.com. All right, there is a sheriff in Brevard, Florida. The guy's name is Wayne Ivey, and every week on Facebook, he would post a video of a game that he calls Wheel of Fugitive, where he spins a wheel, and it lands on a specific person, and then he would spotlight them and kind of talk about their background and and basically try to, to arrest them. The sheriff has gotten into some trouble, though. Taylor, why do you think uh, Sheriff Ivy got in trouble? Not vetting his information or publicly posting about these people without their permission, which is technically a crime. (laughs) You're right along the right track. So it turns out some of the people that he featured his videos were not actually fugitives. We have a clip. Here's a clip from one of the shows. Look at this while I talk over it. So there is the sheriff. There is the wheel. There's a guy named David Austin Gay that was featured in those videos between January and February of 2021. He says that he, at the time that he was featured, either he had already been arrested and was in jail, he was out on probation, or he'd he'd already been released. And so he was wrongfully branded a fugitive. He says because he appeared on that show, it cost him his job and it impacted his mental health. And so he's going to sue now the sheriff. What do you think of Wheel of Fugitive? Do you think, like you just said, do you think maybe more due diligence is required? Well, obviously, yes. I mean, mean, we're living in the digital age. I mean, one wrong thing could, you know, totally ruin your life uh, or your families or or whatever. So, yeah, that's, oof, that's a costly mistake, Jimmy. (laughs) It is. is. So for every story that we do, I try to ask a question somehow related to it. Okay. And so my question for you for this one is, and I know that you are a well-read person, and so you're going to have an answer for this. If you could be a contestant on any game show, what would it be and why? Oh, okay. I used to love watching game shows. I watched all those 70s and 60s ones with my grandma. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, and my mom. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I would probably want to be on Match Game 
or um, press your luck. Like, I love, no whammy, no whammy, stop. <laughs> I love those. Do you know the story on press your luck? Do you know the story on that? Um, I know there was one guy that they tried to come up with this conspiracy theory because he was able to crack the algorithm of the little beeper thing that goes around in the patterns. And so they did this documentary trying to make him out to be like the next Unabomber sort of thing. Yeah, but... yeah. so he didn't do anything <laughs> illegal, but he remember yeah. back, in the, back in the day they had VHS tapes? Yes. He recorded the show on VHS and he kept on watching it and he spotted the pattern. And so every single bid was 5,000 in a spin, 5,000 in a spin, 5,000 in a spin. And he basically took the show for a bunch of money, but he didn't do anything illegal. No, but they tried to make it out as such, which is utterly ridiculous. I yes. mean, if taping and studying something was a crime, then almost every wrestler that is passionate about their craft would be <laughs> guilty of that crime. I mean, I taped so many raw SmackDown confidential velocity and heat on, on two VHSs to study. Uh, utterly ridiculous. Very good, very good wrestling comparison. When are we getting back in the ring? Oh, you know, um, possibly soon i don't want to give anything away i am recovering from surgery pretty well so i'm i'm excited um yeah you know okay. just we'll being see. happy <laughs> all right reminder guys getting your super chest if your question or statement right on the air if you can't catch the show live go to kynchat.com leave a question or statement anytime you want and we'll read it on the next show all right let's move on to story number six all right this, bring it this was posted on twitter so at a 7-Eleven store in Malaysia, a customer named Ashraf Shock, he walked into the 7-Eleven and he saw the staff there cleaning up the place and they're mopping the floor, which is good, right? I mean, you want to keep the place clean. There was a problem though. Taylor, what happened? Did he slip and fall because there was not like a little placard sign that said wet floor? That's where I feel like you were going with that. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good guess. So that 7-Eleven employee, he opened up the microwave. He stuck the dirty mop in there, and he decided to clean the microwave with it. And we have pics, courtesy as Ashraf Shock on Twitter. Look at this. There's the guy with the mop. There's Oof. the microwave. Opens it up. He's got the mop in his hand. And there he goes. Ooh. Ooh, yes. That is not hygienic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's the public one that everybody uses, too. Oh, think the next one. time before you want one of those hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Do you think, hey, the guy was just multitasking? Well, here's the thing. There's actually a life hack that you can do to extend the life and save money, extend the life of your sponges for your kitchen. Uh, what you do, you know, when they get all like gross and full of bacteria and smelly and it's disgusting and it like gets on your hands. Well, you put a little bit of water in it and you put the sponge in the microwave for about 45 seconds to a minute. It's super hot, so don't touch it. But it basically like steams a lot of the bacteria out and then you have a, a sponge that doesn't smell as bad and it kind of extends the life. So I feel like that's what he might have been going for. But just wrong. Just no. Just don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, does it does it kill the bacteria, or does the bacteria end up in the microwave? Um, I don't think so because I think the bacteria danger zone is forty one degrees to Fahrenheit to. 100 and something. So if you were steaming the water, uh, steam is hotter than fire. I learned that with a wrestling injury that I got. And I did not know that prior. And so I think that's what happens is the steam, because it's hotter than fire, it kills a lot of the bacteria. I could be wrong. I'm not a scientist, but I do know the danger zone for that is 41 degrees Fahrenheit to 100 and something degrees Fahrenheit. See, this is an educational podcast. That's what this is. All right, let's go on to story number five. 
Okay. Reported by KIRO7 News. Okay, this is good too. So there's a 30-year-old man in Tacoma, Washington. He was driving a stolen car. Of course he was. He pulled up to a house in the stolen car. Then he tried to funnel gasoline from another car into his stolen car. But he ran into a problem though, Taylor. What happened with the suspect? Um... Um, was it like a was it an off-duty police person's car so it was an unmarked car i don't know that's not a bad guess so he decided to smoke a cigarette while he was siphoning gas oh no the gas caught fire caused an explosion destroyed the victim's car and damaged the side of the house here is the crime stoppers notice that the tacoma police department put up and they made sure to highlight, and it's kind of hard to see there, but they made sure to highlight the fact that he was smoking a cigarette at the time that he was siphoning gas. Now, thanks to a tip from a member of the community, they were able to identify this guy and arrest him. And he faces charges for first-degree arson, second-degree arson, and possession of a stolen motor vehicle. What do you think? Was this? Did this guy, like, skip class the day that they told you that gas is flammable? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what they what they mean when they say common sense is not very common. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess like intelligence and crime do not necessarily go hand in hand in this one. He was definitely un- doing untoward things during class. <laughs> yes. Most of the people we talk about on this podcast are not worldly scholars. That's an understatement. That is an understatement. (laughs) All right. So a question for you on this one. And, you know, you've been in in wrestling. You've been on the road. So this is a good question for you. Have Mm -hmm. you ever ran out of gas on the road or had a really close call? In wrestling? No, thankfully. Yeah, just in general. Uh, I think in general I did. You did? Yes. I was driving through a tropical storm. This tropical storm hit the East Coast early. It was September of 2011. I was moving from New England to OVW, and I decided to take the no-toll route, which I do not recommend. Oh, my gosh, it was terrible. You end up in places where you do not want to knock on someone's door if you're lost. You'll you'll get that... (laughs) Oh, um, one of those. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very awful and the tropical storm flooded out major highways up and down the eastern coast um in Philly, uh, well in Pennsylvania and West Virginia and Ohio and New Jersey and New York area. It was just it was so bad. And um I ended up sleeping in a gas station with in my car with my cat and we were low on gas. And so I didn't keep my car on. And what I didn't realize was something else was like on in my car. And so not only did I almost run out of gas, I also ended up, my car broke down. Oh, you killed the battery. Yeah, it was, it actually, it was something to do with the connection between the battery and something to do with my alternator. And so I ended up getting towed in the wrong direction and had to get my alternator replaced, even though the alternator was only a couple months old. And while they were towing me, they, uh, they told me I had just about run out of, run out of gas. I will never forget that ever. (laughs) Hey, you got quality time with your cat. That's not so bad. You know what? We lived in that car. We were definitely very close. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it would have been. Yeah. All right. Let's go to story number four. Reported by the South China Morning Post. All right. Check this one out. There is a food blogger in China. She goes by the name TZ. And she's known for posting videos where she eats exotic meat, you know, like crocodile or ostrich and stuff like that. In April of 2022, she posted one of her videos and she got a lot of heat over it. 
She ended up getting fined $18,500 from the Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Affairs in China because of this video. And so, Taylor, what did she do in the video? Did she eat something that was endangered? That's the only thing I can think. (laughs) She bought a great white shark off Alibaba, cooked it, and ate it. And we have a clip courtesy of TasteFood53 on TikTok. Look at this. So she claims that she bought the shark legally and that it was bred in captivity, but the Chinese government felt differently because great whites are a protected species in China. So they find her. Look at this here. Look at that. And look at what she does. Because, of course, look at Unbelievable. They find her. They also identified and arrested the people that sold her the shark. Look at that. It's all about the views and follows, right? All about the views and follows. Why did she turn into like it, the clown, like in that last part of like anybody else noticed that? Like what? What is that? Oh my gosh. That video makes me like a, that video makes me angry and sad. Um, Sharks are my, one of my favorite ocean animals. I am from Massachusetts. So I grew up right on the beach and we used to find shark teeth all the time. It, it, it was just awesome. I mean, Cape Cod is filled with a, a great white's favorite food, <laughs> seals. So ah, oh, that makes me so mad. Like seeing somebody, oh, okay, I'm mad. That is my reaction. I am mad. <laughs> yep. All for the views and follows because that's all uh, that people care about. So my question for you, what is the most exotic kind of meat or food that you have ever eaten? Oh, gosh. Um I don't know what the most exotic food I've eaten. Um, I know the most exotic food that I saw cooked when I was little that I will not eat. <laughs> and what was that? Um, okay, so I grew up, uh, I have a big part of my family is Portuguese. So uh, we grew up with a lot of Portuguese food growing up. And my aunt, who's from uh, from Portugal, she <laughs> made this casserole. I was about four years old, right? And Little Mermaid was one of my favorite uh, Disney movies. One of, not the favorite. And she cooked this octopus casserole with like this tentacle sticking out of the casserole. <laughs> and I was terrified. I was like, ah, you killed Ursula. And I like ran, <laughs> running and wanted to call my mom and go home because i i legit i was four and i thought she killed ursula so i will never eat octopus <laughs> the day i die now wouldn't that, make, wouldn't that make her a superhero like it like she'd be like the hero she killed ursula yeah but you're four you're not really <laughs> you know rationalizing how the world works yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> very fair very fair all right let's go to story number three all right Report, reported by the daily star now i gotta tell you i'm calling bullshit on this one okay i want to i want to get your thoughts on it though So there's, there's a 24 year old woman in Ontario, Canada. Her name is Renee. She was leaving her apartment and she realized that she didn't have her car keys on her. Her friend was behind her and she said, Hey, do me a favor, grab my keys and toss them to me. So her friend grabs her car keys, tosses them to her. Something went wrong though. What do you think happened, Taylor? Did the keys go into her eye? You're very close. So the friend threw the keys so hard that the fob got lodged in her face And we got pics. Look at this. Look at that right there. An ambulance was called. They said doctors were amazed by this fluke accident. And of course, Renee is documenting the whole thing on TikTok because of course she is. (laughs) Luckily, she was left without a scar and she's fully recovered. I'm wondering, was this whole thing a setup for social media? Like how hard do you got to throw that fob to get that thing stuck in your cheekbone like that? Like, what do you think? 
I'm calling it. That sounds like a plea to be famous. That that's what that seems yes. like. You know, anything for the likes because of course we can't have real uh, self esteem. It all has to be superficial on the likes and the comments. I completely agree. Yes, and and to think she go the extra mile and really jam it in there. But I agree. I think that that was set up, but uh, but that's what happened. So now this is going to be a question where your wrestling instincts are going to kick in to answer this question. <laughs> okay. So we'll see if you have an answer that's not related to wrestling. Have you ever thrown something at someone or had somebody throw something at you and it led to damage or injury that was kind of not intended? Oh yeah, I'm a varsity softball player. I um I was a big jock, so I played all kinds of sports and I've had all kinds of injuries from those. Um I uh I remember I hit a ball so hard up into off the pitching machine and I was an idiot and I looked up and the ball came crashing into my face. Uh-huh. You couldn't see it because the sun. Um and it bashed my two front teeth in through my bottom lip and oh. out the other side. And I was like, Whoa! Like that, like I could not, like my teeth were stuck in through my lip. And then here comes my mother, Mama Hendrix, running onto the field. And the badass that she is, like <laughs> like it's wartime on the battlefield, yanks my lip out from my teeth. And so to this wow. day, I have the ridge of my teeth, like right here under my lip. How old were you? <laughs> uh, probably about 10. Wow, really? 9, 10. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, something like that. It was before they required the cages on yes. the front of the softball helmet. So OG right there. <laughs> wow. That was like your your Mick Foley Hell in a Cell moment kind of. Yeah. A couple years after that injury, I actually met Mick Foley for the first time. So yeah, I mean that that comparison actually works How out perfectly. How about that? How about that? Yeah. All right. Final reminder, get in your super chats to request your statement right on the air or go to kyanchat.com. Leave a contribution anytime and we'll read your question or statement. On the next show, we're whipping right through these, Taylor. It's time for story number two. This one was, this was reported by the Washington Post. This one is very stereotypically American. That's all I'm going to say, but this one. Uh. And I guess that's easy for me to say as a Canadian. So (laughs) Corey Mills is a newly elected member of Congress for the state of Florida. He decided to give a gift to other members of the house. And it's a bit of a head scratcher, this gift that he decided to give them. Taylor, okay. what did Mr. Mills give to members of the House? A copy of the Constitution of the United States. <laughs> that would have been better. So uh, he, he gave them all a nice letter with nice letterhead on it and everything. And with that letter, he gave each one of them a grenade. And we have a picture courtesy of no. the Daily Mail. Look, look at this. This is real. So Mills said that he is honored to be a part of the armed services and foreign affairs committees. And he said that in that spirit, he was given all of them a 40 millimeter grenade that is made for an MK 19 grenade launcher. He says they were manufactured in Florida and they were first developed for the Vietnam war. Fortunately, he said that they're, uh, they won't explode. They're inert. Why for the love of God, would you give out weapons to people that were designed to kill people in a war? Oh God! Who was the sounding board? I have questions. <laughs> I have questions. Who was the sounding board for this? Like, who goes? Oh, I'm going to give you Vietnam paraphernalia as if that wasn't already an uh, American disaster of epic proportions with war tactics and underestimating your opponent. And, but hey, I am so happy to be a part of the in crowd. Everybody here have this inappropriate gift. Like, <laughs> I don't. Oh, 
Well, I have questions. The only thing I can think of is like the guys representing the state of Florida. And I would say 90% of the time, the stories on this thing are related to the state of Florida. Well, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, after all that nursing school, the three nursing school scandal, handing out all of those fake diplomas, uh, I mean, I'll I'll believe almost anything. But I, I just, I don't know. That just sounds like a New Hampshire thing where their motto is live free or die. Not a, not a, a Florida. I have questions. I think in Florida, they just say fuck everything up. That's what they say in Florida. That's how it is. All right. So my question for you, have you ever received a gift that was given to you with good intentions, but it had absolutely the wrong effect? I don't know. That is a good one. I don't think I have ever been asked that question before, Jimmy. What about you? I'm here to help. I'm here to help. See, I thought maybe, you know, I don't want, I don't want to get uh, stereotyped the word. I don't want to get stereotypical with, you know, you being a pretty girl on the internet, you know, how people might want to send you stuff. And so I just didn't, I didn't know. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was a fan one time and I I use that term loosely for this particular individual. Other than that, I absolutely adore my fans. I think I have the best fan base in wrestling. Um, They're so savage and loyal and unique and awesome. Um, But besides the point, uh, this person decided to somehow find my address, which is creepy in and of itself. Uh And they sent me like, like, lingerie. Uh, I I just forgot about that. I think I blocked that out. Yeah. And so that's why I tell, I I tell girls that I don't think they listen, but yeah, don't have wish lists. Don't, because if you have something on your Amazon wish list and you're advertising that to the public and you're not paying attention, um, they give out your address because if you pick something on your wish list that is from a third party seller, they will give the address to the person buying it. Are you kidding? If they so choose. I am not kidding with you. I am not kidding. Um, I found that out a long time ago. Yeah. And, and I still, to this day, I see like girls in wrestling, uh, besides doing whatever else that they're doing, like mm-hmm. Lord only knows, but then they also advertise wish list and buy me stuff, yeah. buy me stuff, but they don't realize the, the consequences. <laughs> Doesn't that defeat the purpose of a wish list if they're letting complete strangers get access to your address? Yeah. And it's like a whole third party seller sort of thing. So it's not exactly Amazon, but Uh yeah, that's why reading the fine print, that family guy joke where, where they accept the terms and conditions without reading it. And then Quagmire gets punched in the face. It's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. But more like American psycho. (laughs) That's the worst one I can think of is my wife is trying to figure out how do I make his Christmas stocking look full. And so my wife bought a bunch of deodorant. At Christmas morning, I'm taking deodorant, and I look at her and I go, are you trying to tell me something? And she said, I, just, she said I was trying to figure out how to make your stocking look full. Uh, but I didn't take it that way. I took it like she thought I needed deodorant or more deodorant. Well, you know what? You're just stocking up. So now you don't have to, you know, spend an inflated money. And now you got it. Silver I'm glad, lining. I'm glad you found a positive spin for that one. That's good. <laughs> All right, it is time for story number one already. I wish I had 10 of these. Story number one, reported by BBC News. Okay. Okay. There is a bird conservation charity. It's called the BTO or the British Trust for Ornithology. And they say that they were locked out of their Twitter account for eight days, right when a big event was happening in that world that they call the Big Garden Bird Watch. My question for you is, why did this bird conservation charity get booted out of their Twitter? Hmm. Um, that event, are they 
I know that you said they're in the same realm as that conservation um, trust, but are they on opposite ends of that world? Because that to me would be a good reason for that. Probably, you know, similarly to how do you, how like, uh, like PETA and uh, the opposite, you know, they, they kind of conflict um, I'm wondering if it's one of those kind of issues. So do you think that like the other, the other, like the, the bird watch thing got them locked out? Do you think they like complained about them or something? Well, possibly. Right. Or was their account just simply targeted? Um, like some accounts have been, I don't know. I'm at a, I'm, I'm stumped on this one. So the reason that that bird conservation charity got their account locked on Twitter is because they posted tweets about the breeding of the woodcock. And we have a picture of one of the tweets. So apparently the repeated use of the word woodcock was too much for Twitter, for the Twitter algorithm. They thought that it was offensive. And so for that reason, they blocked their Twitter account. Fortunately, they were able to get it restored. And the irony with this is that the Twitter logo is a freaking bird. But that didn't seem to matter because they got blocked up for saying woodcock. So I don't know. What do you think about this? Do you like birds, Taylor? Were you were you checking out the bird conservation charity Twitter account? Uh, just now. I mean, I mean, how how? Wait. So so an actual breed of a bird is offensive, but men just trying to innocently help women at the gym and getting just destroyed on social media is not offensive. Like, what kind of world are we living in where? literal reality we have woodcocks um blue tits is a bird like i go. mean it's not it's not their fault that they like humans named them as such yeah. but that's offensive but the <laughs> yeah <sighs> and and, the, and the, like they just had they had like a camp set up because they were watching like the breeding of the birds and like the feeding of the babies and all that kind of stuff but because they kept saying woodcock Twitter was like, that's enough. That's enough. I, said, I can't, okay. I can't, I, in a world where everybody's feelings has to be validated, this, this is what tips the scale. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't, I, I, I can't, like, no wonder why you said insane, stupid, and ridiculous. That's what KYN Live is. Yes, it is. All right. My question for you, my last question for you. Okay. Have you, have you ever been blocked, banned, locked out, censored? Had anything happen because you posted something online with completely innocent intentions? No. Um, I've had like videos on YouTube. Um, sometimes if like somebody complains or whatever, but that's about it. And like, I've never, I think, it, yeah, no, I have not been blocked out. <laughs> good. That's good. So you're not posting about any birds. No, <laughs> I am not. You're not doing anything incredibly graphic and offensive, like posting about birds. No, no, don't touch the birds. Do not talk about the, Stay like, away from the birds. Our birds fight club. Like it's fight club. You can't, you can't talk about it. Yeah, might as well be. Might as well be. All right. I want to thank our guest, Taylor Hendricks. Taylor, tell the people what you're doing and where they can find you. Oh, thank you so much, Jimmy. This has been wonderful. So you all can find me on Twitter with at Taylor underscore Hendricks on Instagram with at Taylor Hendricks, ROH ring of Hendricks. Um, I'm sorry. They're not the same. There are fake me's on the platform before the real me was because I'm just not that cool. Uh, you can find me on YouTube with youtube.com slash Taylor Hendricks. I post all kinds of videos like motivation Monday, Q and a Wednesdays where I answer your fan questions, including my podcast every Tuesday with Russ's brand.com talks with Taylor Hendricks. And 
I have books on Amazon. I have four children's books. Um, Amazon.com slash ebooks. You can type in my name and you will find all four of my books. My first book and my fourth book are Amazon Top 100. So I am officially an Amazon Top 100 author. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in and supporting everything I do and for the opportunity to be on the show today. Good for you. Good for you. Well, that's going to do it for KYM Live. Tune in next Thursday at 4 o'clock Eastern time for more silliness that's totally real. Until then, bye for now. Thanks for doing this.